Sometimes, 76 tapes can change your life. I'm Brad Rose. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Seltzer Salon, presented, of course, by Foxy Digitalis. Why start a new thing? What is this? What the hell am I even talking about? I ask myself that pretty much every day. But Seltzer Salon is a sort of new offshoot of the Foxy Digitalis Daily. And it's going to be interviews, conversations, however you want to look at it with people who are doing interesting things or I just find interesting. So, you know, whether they got a new project, a new album, new something or an old something that we just want to talk about. I don't know. It's kind of whatever goes um, in my mind. In my, I don't know. You know, it's just, yeah, anything goes. Uh, and why, why the hell? Are you calling it Seltzer Salon, Brad? You want to ask? Well, I talked a little bit about this on the Daily last week, but uh, long story short is I am obsessed with Seltzer, or have been for the last year. I jokingly suggested this name for a different project that Sam, my co-host from the 11th Hour Podcast, and I are doing, and he rightfully laughed it off. I, on the other hand, couldn't get the damn name out of my head. So I was like, you know what? This is... I, I love the idea of a salon years ago uh, we used to have a sort of monthly bi-monthly get together at our house that we called the knit salon people would come and knit and we would make do political actions you know whether it was like writing letters or organizing protests or something you know th- these things happened at the knit salon so those things have all been in my head that's why we're doing the seltzer salon. Also, I hope I can get some kind of sponsorship so I can get free seltzer and feed my habit and like help my budget out. That would be good. Um, anyway, for the first episode, I knew I knew what it had to be. Um, so Joe Posset, who's a musician and a writer, uh, he's written for TQ Zine, Bandcamp, The Wire, once, according to his bio in here, which is, I don't, I'd be curious what the one time is, because I know he wrote a little blurb about Foxy Digitalis returning a couple years ago. That's how Joe and I kind of have been in touch these last few years. But he also makes some really great music, too, which I think we had a review on the site on Scott McKeating's Microforms, the last one. So anyway, he told me a couple months ago he was starting a blog about Union Poll. Union Pole was a tape label back in the 90s run by a fellow named Jeff Ficillo. And I can literally say that when I first learned about and heard this label, it changed my life. It was the first tape label I ever heard of. It was the first time I ever heard any kind of music like this. And uh, honestly, I, I don't think I, would, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Union Pole. So when he said he was doing it, I was like, this is the perfect first episode. And so I highly recommend his, the blog is allmyideasarestolen.wordpress.com. He's covering one tape each week until it's done. So head over there. There's, as I'm recording this, there are three posts up. I think by the time this publishes, there will be four. And it's, it's absolutely wonderful. And I was so excited to get to talk to him about it. Again, allmyideasarestolen.wordpress.com. So I'm going to play a little clip from the Azalea Snail Tape on Union Pole, and then we'll just go ahead and get into the conversation. (laughs) 
All right, so my guest today is Joe Posset, who has started a blog about something that's near and dear to my heart, uh, which is the once defunct, now alive again Union Pole label. So, Joe, thanks for coming on. How's everything going? Uh, it's it's my pleasure, Brad. All good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Thank you. So, I guess to start, when did you first learn about or discover Union Pole? Um. So I mean, it was it was back in the day. So when it was, you yeah. know, when Union Poe was still going in the, I guess, the mid nineties. Um, so you know, through reading fanzines and yeah. distribution catalogs and stuff like that. So uh, I used to order records from the the Fisheye distribution catalog mm-hmm. in the UK, where I lived in the UK. It wasn't near a record shop, so I did like a lot of record shopping, uh, you know, via uh, mail order, uh-huh. and. They just had the most interesting write-ups, you know, uh, and, and the oh, band yeah. names and stuff like that. I was always like, "What is a blowhole? You know, what what, <laughs> right. what is a crayon skidder? What does that mean?" And I was intrigued by the names and the write-ups, and then you know, sent away for a few tapes, and yeah, yeah, that sounds very familiar. For me, uh-huh. it was um, so it was around the same time. It was like '93, I think '94, mm-hmm. and um. My so my my father is a he was he's retired now but is a, was a computer programmer so we, mm. my house is like a very very early internet adoptive okay like, so we had we had some internet thing and and I ended up in a chat room called Punk Chat <laughs> and and mind you I'm like fourteen fifteen years old yeah and my you know my parents are just letting me go on the <laughs> internet unsupervised probably not a great idea. Um, but this guy in Portland who I don't remember his name, but he had a band and he was like, and he was like, Oh, I'll send you a tape. And it was and in that package was a union pole catalog. Right. And it was the same thing. It was like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess, so what were, I guess what were some of the first things you heard? Do you remember? <laughs> I could, I can remember a couple of them. So, um, Certainly, blowhole. That that was the mm-hmm. first one I ordered and and got, and uh, and I'd never heard anything quite like it. It blew me away. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the write up was this is kind of wild, and they, they they used the J word. They talked about jazz, and I, I didn't really yeah. know what jazz was, but I kind of I knew it was cool. Um, right. So so my my introduction to, to to pretty much jazz was via blowhole, which was kind of a really weird way to go about it. But it was it was. <laughs> It was amazing. I just loved. I loved the the energy and what have you. And then I, I got the Crank Sturge and, and Whammo tape as well, because um, mm-hmm. I think I'd heard of Crank. And uh, yeah, listen to that. And again, it, it just blew my socks off. Marvelous stuff. Were Were you making music or anything at that time? Um, oh my goodness! So I was. I was in my early twenties then. I was. Yeah. Yeah. So like more. I was in bands, so you know, mm-hmm. I used to be in bands and, and sing in bands and play the trumpet. Uh, and I was in sort of Newcastle where, where I lived and, and I still live now, uh, kind of student bands because I was a student. And it was it was yeah. brilliant fun. It was great. Right. Um, yeah, like, so I was, for me, it was because I, I had band and it was, I was mostly into punk rock and like that mm-hmm. was kind of, and I played guitar. and But well, I remember hearing some of this stuff just it it kind of just opened up this whole new thing it was like oh my god these people are mm-hmm. just like recording on tape decks at home yeah, and just yeah. making a racket and sending it out in the world like you don't have to have much 
yeah. to create something interesting. Um, and so, yeah, it's funny that you said that this is your first introduction to jazz because I was the same yeah. way. And it was, and for, and then I remember later in life hearing like John Coltrane's Blue Train and people were like, this is jazz. I'm like, wow, this is a lot different than yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I guess then, like, tell me a little bit about starting the blog and like, like why now, like mm -hmm. why, um, and you know, why union pole versus was, I don't know if, you know, there were other tape labels yeah. or labels in this time you got into, like, I really got into shrimper around the same time. Yeah. Too, yeah. But, Great label. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So why union pole and why now? Uh, I mean, it's, uh, there was kind of like a, a bunch of things all happened at the same time, which I think that's how these things always happen. So it just, sure. the, the, you know, the stars aligned. So there was, I mean, there was that element of, and I, I talk about this in the blog uh, about kind of in, in the middle of lockdown, not really going out, not having much to do, reading old fanzines and stuff. And I just kept coming across, you know, adverts for Union Pole tapes and, uh, you know, sort of those Union Pole bands as well. Like those names that I mentioned, you know, just cropping up again and again. And it just started me thinking. Um mm -hmm. And you know, I had I had some of those tapes. You know, like they're long gone. They're, you know, that I don't uh, I don't oh, have man. the physical copies of those tapes anymore. They've disappeared. I think many I still have ago. all of mine. Oh wow, that's a brilliant <laughs> archive. Yeah, yeah. I've like, moved house too many times. That's the thing. Yeah, I I've I've lost a lot of things through the years, but somehow this one mm -hmm. box of a bunch of tapes I bought in the '90s has made it like across from here to Seattle and back. Yeah, and, that's good going. So, yeah, I've got anyway. I've got got some tapes from that day, but yeah, the, the Union Pole's left uh, once disappeared, and also there was that element of I'd done that thing where Jeff had said you can download the whole discography mm -hmm. for five dollars, and I, I'd done that a couple of years beforehand. Um, so I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, I've I've got all of those. I, I need to go back and listen to them all properly, you know, because some yeah. of them I hadn't listened to. You know, I listened to the the bands that I knew well. Uh, right. The other stuff I just hadn't kind of got around to. So I started listening to them and thinking, this is great stuff. And and the fact that there is that archive, so there's something quite tangible. Mm -hmm. You know, you, if you want to check it out, you can check it out. I just thought, I'm, I'm you know, I'm surprised nobody's written about this. And I, I did spend a couple <laughs> of days, you know, on the internet having a look, thinking there must be a blog somewhere or a book or, you know, a, or, or some podcasts about right. it. But I couldn't find anything, and that, that's what made me think, well, if no one else has done it, maybe I should. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah, one of the things that I remember when the archive went up and I, and going back through stuff, I was one of the things that really struck me is how well so much of it holds up. Yeah, um, it's I mean it's remarkable. And, and the other thing too is how many of these people are still around doing stuff. Absolutely, and that's another thing that kind of sort of fed into me thinking I've I've got to do this because mm -hmm. looking through that color although there, although there are a few people on there who've stopped making music uh, mm -hmm. and there's a few people who aren't with us anymore unfortunately you know this this is what happens when you're looking back 25 yeah. years you know right. um but the vast majority of people are still doing stuff and doing great stuff as well so I kind of thought mm, well I, I can maybe talk to them then, you know, and th that adds another angle. And and then meeting Jeff as well, because I, I tried writing to Jeff when I first thought about it, and uh, he didn't get back. But of course, I was writing to the wrong email address, and mm. uh, you know, um, so a mutual friend put us in touch, and 
he was just like, yep, go for it. And he's been incredibly generous with his time and his knowledge. And he's put me in touch with a few folk that I, I couldn't, you know, track down an email address for. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been very, very hands-on. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. My, I remember when I was like 15 years old and writing him ordering tapes, you know, some kid in Oklahoma, which is <laughs> as middle of nowhere in America uh-huh. as you can get. And, and it was the same back then. He was just so generous of, you know, because I, Shortly after I discovered this, I started my first label, like a tape yeah. label, mm-hmm. and he gave advice and was always, I don't know, he just seems like a genuinely, just one of those people who's just great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. To this day, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, it must have been 97, I've, got, I've met him one time. Okay. And um, so I had a very bad solo project back then called Little Jupiter, and I've there was this band. I don't, do you remember the Bingo Trappers? I don't know. No. Okay. They did a couple of things on Shrimper. They were, mm-hmm. um, they're Dutch actually. I think they're from Amsterdam. Okay. And they were touring the U S and so they came through Tulsa and hung out for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then continued on their tour. And then I met back up with them in Omaha, Nebraska, also right. pretty middle of nowhere. And Irving Clotrio was also on a different nice. tour. Yeah. And we all kind of converged on Omaha. And that, I still think about that Irving Clotrio performance. It was <laughs> mind-blowing, mm-hmm. eye-opening. And um, yeah, so that kind of, I guess, leads me into, let's talk about some of your, well, let's first talk about some of your, like, I'd be curious some of your favorites like back in the day yeah. versus maybe like, then we can get into maybe stuff that you've discovered since then doing this project but like what were some of the you know ones that sort of stuck with you i mean back in but back in the day was uh you know like i said i've mentioned blowhole uh mm-hmm. you know i ab- absolutely love that um azalea snail as well um because yes. I'd, I'd heard some azalea snail stuff already and and, mm-hmm. and love that as well i think i maybe came maybe heard some of her later stuff first and then kind of went back and, and heard the uh the union poll tape as well and that the whole crank sturgeon thing as well and you know I've, I've been lucky enough to see crank live a bunch of times uh when he's been over in the uk and and sort so of other countries where i've been in other countries and he's been there as well and you know just just to see him play was was amazing and you know i never tire of his his exhaustively inventive approach you know it's it's, yes. uh, it's always new but it's always crank i, I love that so yeah i mean they, they were things that i, I still loved I love then and still love now. I guess the mm-hmm. second part of your question, where things have changed or, or you know, things that I've, I've discovered anew, um, I can't get enough of the harping with Corey stuff, you know, the, the kind of the more conceptual stuff that's on the label. Mm-hmm. So there's the, I think it's called I Want More Candy, uh, yeah. where he's just blowing uh, a harmonica through a set of um, walkie-talkies, the kids' right. walkie-talkies, I'm guessing. <laughs> It's and it's not it's not like harsh noise, but it's not yeah. ambient and it's not it's just this thing that seems to be just on its own, um, full of texture, you know, full of fun. It's daft as a brush, but it's kind of like you know you can put it on and work, <laughs> or you can put it on and really get lost in it. It's it's great, you know. So I've really enjoyed the more I guess the more conceptually things as well. Yeah, that I remember the Harpin with Corey one. I, I remember hearing it back in the day and thinking it was going to be something totally different just from the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I think for me, like the Irving Claw Trio was really stuff was mm. really big for me because it. A friend of mine and I ended up basically trying to start a band that was just sort of ripping them off, and that <laughs> yeah. they were far more talented than we were. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I, I, yeah, I really liked that stuff, the blowhole stuff, and you know, the interesting thing too is I. So years later, when I started Digitalis uh-huh. and started getting in touch with people, a handful of the people were like people up from so Jeff German, yeah, who was. I, I reached out to him and, and the thing I talked to him about was blowhole. And then he ended up doing something on digitalis. And, um, yeah, I guess another really big one that was important for me back then. And then going forward, well, there was, two, there was two really big ones, but the Neil Campbell stuff. Yeah. Um, because I feel like Neil Campbell has been this sort of fixture in my music life for <laughs> okay. so long. That's interesting. I, um, I'll, I'll pick I, up on that in a minute. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, and then, and Climax Golden Twins was the other one. Cause yeah. I, it, and, and that's, you know, thinking of people who are around now and doing just incredible stuff and have been active this whole time. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny that, so there's, there's a couple of things there. I mean, you, you mentioned Irving Claw as well. And I, I hadn't heard Irving Claw at the time, I don't think. Uh, I think that was only when I downloaded the discography like oh, wow, okay. relatively recently and, and, and loved it. I, I still didn't at that point, didn't realize that that was Jeff, I think. Um, <laughs> but they have been, uh, so, so Andrew and Jason and Jeff have been really, really um, generous with their time. So I've interviewed them um, via Zoom a couple of times. Oh, oh nice. no, just one, one time, sorry. Uh, and they've been brilliant with their kind of like talking about how, how they got their sound, where they were coming from, their whole, you know, their love of world music, you know, and kind of musics from other cultures and stuff. And, and some really salacious tales of on the road as well, which are great. Some of them, you know, I'm not going to print. But uh, yeah, it was the, <laughs> just, they had a great time. And like you said, when, the, you know, they descended in, uh, was it Nebraska, did you say? You all kind of met up? Yeah, in Omaha, yes. yeah. Yeah, Omaha, yeah, yeah. They, they, they talked about those tours and the tour bus. There was that proper, like, get in the van get in the back of the van kind of uh lifestyle right. um, but yeah they were so super charming to to share all those stories um that's great and what else? i can't wait to see those posts <laughs> yeah come, come in soon come in soon and and the, the, you mentioned neil campbell as well it's it's really interesting so at the minute i'm i'm trying to write about 15 blogs ahead of where i am so uh-huh. i've started writing the the blog about the first a band tape uh, which which again is an absolute killer tape wonderful stuff yes. conceptually just bonkers all over the place and like beautiful vocal work as well there's kind of just this impromptu choir that sounds like you know phil minton's feral choir kind of thing mm-hmm. they're just them goofing about it's it's marvelous but, but i say a similar thing in the intro to that, that i just wrote like like less than 24 hours ago um about neil campbell being this kind of like just different points in my life i've heard something and thought this is amazing what is it oh it's that neil campbell again you know <laughs> right. astral social club or vibra cathedral yeah. orchestra oh. you know it, it's 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 always him you know whenever i hear stuff it's ah, it's him and again a, I, yeah, a lovely I, guy I, I, oh, I do too i remember when i first was starting digitalis and like i'd kind of been out of music for at least more experimental stuff for a little while and, and as, and it was, I had that same experience. I heard something, one of his projects, had no idea what it was and just mm-hmm. heard it. And then saw so like, as, and at that, that point it was like, Neil Campbell, that name is really familiar. <laughs> and then going, it's like, holy crap, this guy is still mm-hmm. around. And, and then, I mean, that was 2003. So we're here 20 yeah. years later and mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, he put out a, there was an Astral Social Club CDR a couple months ago that I've listened to a ton because it's great. So, um, Mm -hmm. and a thing I, here's an interesting thing I learned just preparing for this. So another one of the bands I really liked, and I don't, I I don't think you've gotten to that if you're on a band, is Mm -hmm. the coffee stuff. Ah, yes. Right. I didn't, so I was just looking on Discogs because I remember the Plubble Datnum tape and then they had a LP called Destination Moon that was on, it was one of the labels that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, apparently at some point in their existence, John Olson was part of it. I never knew that. Okay. I didn't. I, according to Discogs, I was. <laughs> yeah. I, if, if I'd had more time, I was going to try to send him a message and think. Yeah. Were you in coffee? <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I guess what like what, for somebody? I, I guess another good thing, like for somebody who has no idea what Union Pole is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if they're listening to this podcast they're i would assume they're into out there stuff. yeah um I, I would hope if if you're not and you're listening to this that's really interesting um what do you think are like good starting points oh okay uh i mean there's there's a couple of compilations on there so that's you know so, yeah. so the, the, the first one union poll one legend of ross has got a bunch of groups on uh that some of them are, you know, are represented later on in the catalogue, some of them aren't, but it gives you an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, f- for me, I keep going back to again and again is, is Noggin as well. I think yeah. Noggin uh, kind of underline a lot of the aesthetics of the label. You know, there's that mm-hmm. kind of, at first glance, it sounds very scratchy and uh, lo-fi. You know, I hate using that term, but, you know, kind of lo-fi right. kind of sort of thing. The more you listen to it, the more you think how damn clever that is, you know, and <laughs> and how really interesting and, and how hard they're trying as well to make this yes. these two instruments, because, again, folk, folk that, you know, have not heard Noggin, it's, it's a guitar and it's a violin. You think, okay, I've, I, I can picture that. Right. It's like nothing else on earth like this. Right, it's like, no, you can't actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a super smart label. That's what I like about it. You know, it, I've, I've, I've gone back to these, uh, some of these tapes a dozen times and every time I'm hearing mm. something else. Uh, so to call it lo-fi or, you know, kind of like mumble corey kind of cassette label sort of indie is, is completely wrong. It's it's something that's it's put together with lots of love and lots of kind of attention to detail. Um, mm-hmm. Although that's not always obvious the first time you, you pick one of these tapes up. Yeah, I think it's, there's so much of it that the more you kind of dig into it and listen to it, it just it really opens up and um yeah i i think the legend of ross it feels like a really good starting point for people Mm -hmm. i know and the i present this seven inch which is a little bit different because and i remember back in those days and you know this was a i don't know who i had this conversation with but like nowadays compilations aren't much of a thing i mean they exist but Mm -hmm. it's a total like you know a lot of times it's like, well, here's this leftover piece I had. Yeah. yeah. You can put it on your car. Whereas back then it always felt like, well, here's the best song that yeah. I have. Because that was the way that a lot of people were going to hear you for the first time. And then at the same time, like 
you know, when doing a seven, you know, when you're a tape label and you do a seven, yeah. well, you're spending a whole lot more money. Yeah. And it's, and it's so, cause you know, you look at who like the mountain goats were on there and refrigerator who yep. were, I mean, I don't know if you'd say they were big at the time, but in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, and it's, and it all feels very connected. But the thing I'd forgot is that bug skull was on yeah. that. And like, that was like, bug school was another one of those bands that I loved forever. And, one of my sort of proudest moments when I ran to Jitalis was tracking him down. <laughs> and then he put out, he hadn't put out a record in like 15 years or something. Yeah. And he put out two re- new records. Uh, he was like, Oh, people care. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, pe- people do care. People care massively as well. Everyone that I've spoken to about this has been like, what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love that label, you know, uh, and, and talking to the artists now as well, they're kind of like, yeah, they were good times, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that there's, there's a lot of love and affection for the label. Who I'm, I'm curious. I have some idea. Who are some of the people who are still around doing stuff that you like? I mean, obviously, uh, Neil and, Climax Golden Twins we talked about. Um, are any of the Irving Claw Trio guys still doing stuff? They absolutely are. So, yeah. although they're in different countries now, so right. Jeff and Jason are in Tokyo, and they, in fact, I've, I've put a link to it on the on the blog. So you know when when the the action pussy, uh, so I think that's number ten when that one comes mm-hmm. out, that post comes out. They they'd played just the week beforehand. In fact, in fact, we were oh, going to wow. we, we were going to, but not as Action Pussy as you know they oh, were okay. playing with. I think it's a Canadian guitarist had come over to oh, Tokyo. Oh, um, I all senior. That's the one. That's the I, one. Yeah. He just sent me a copy of his Union Ball. All oh, right. Okay. Last week. It's yeah. a small world. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. So th- there's there's a link they played in Chiba, I think, in Tokyo, and uh, like guitar and drums. And I know that. Andrew from Irving Claw plays with is it Sarah Lund? Um oh. hung, Hungry Ghosts. So they've got a duo as Unwound. well. Unwound. Yeah, yeah. Sarah they're Lund. in they're in the US. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Jeez, I didn't I don't think I'd made that connection. Like I've mm-hmm. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is, yeah. But you know, the, you've got like, you know, um Dylan, uh, Dylan Yokus, you know, from Prick Decay yeah. and stuff, still kind of, you know, what's that? I think it's Chocolate, Chocolate Monk. Monk, almost on yeah. like the 600th release, you know, certainly in the certainly in the top 500s, uh, you know, and uh, you know, as he said, I, I, you know, met Dylan a bunch of times now through gigs and stuff, you know, and putting stuff out on his his label. As he says, I'm never going to stop, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's like it's great. That's the attitude with a lot of these folk that I've been talking to. Is yep, I'm just going to carry on and carry on and carry on, which is lovely. Yeah, and I'm like I'm just I'm I'm like going through the catalog right now yes. and remembering <laughs> stuff. Like I forgot he did an Inca eyeball tape. That's which, right. Yeah. Um, oh God, what's his name? I can't so that's jo- that's Join C and Phil Todd. Phil, um, yeah, Phil Todd. That's what I was so. Yeah. So actually again. that. That one I've not written about. So, uh, so a guy called Luke Poot, um, who also plays this lovely honky. Um, <laughs> then it's a great name. It's a great artist. Uh, and uh, Incredible are his favorite group. And we were talking about it. And uh, he very, very sweetly asked me, he's like, well, would, would it be all right if I write something? And I was like, go for it, Luke. It'd be fantastic. And he, yeah. he sent me the. You know, it's not going to be out until December if I if I if I still keep doing 
posting every week. It'll be December when that one comes out, I think. But mm-hmm. Luke sent me the article, and it's outstanding. It's marvelous. It's like incredibly comprehensive. Uh, so, oh yeah. wow, that's fantastic! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> I yeah, I just I I love. I mean, that's the thing I'm really curious to see is how it's it's going to be this combination of people discovering it for the first time, and then probably yeah. like people coming out of the woodwork of like, oh yeah, this was huge for me let me tell you about my story of yeah um whatever you know i mean it's yeah it was such a special label are so you're so you said you're doing one a week is that the plan from, that's the plan yeah yeah so that'll take you through what it's like a year and a half <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah because i i just want to focus on this 76 um yes. releases and, and a few people have said well why why you know why why those ones or why not the whole label and stuff like that and you know, I did do. I wanted to do something with an end. Uh, you know, you asked the question right. before about why Union Pole. It, it's so clearly segmented as well. So you know, what what's, mm-hmm. what what Jeff has has done is said, "Here's my archive. It's seventy six uh, things. You can download it for five dollars." That seems to me like a really nice, neat thing to talk about. Um, so, so so yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. And although already some of the more recent Union Pole. Uh, releases are kind of finding their way into you know some of the interviews and stuff like that so uh, i'll never say never but the idea is just to stick to the 76 yeah um no and i think one of the things that i really like about it too is how and you mentioned this earlier is how accessible all this is and yeah, so yeah. um because i've thought about writing some about not union poll stuff but you know like i said i have this box of tapes and i think there's a lot of stuff in there that really holds up and really mm-hmm. is interesting mm-hmm. but then it doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. And that's always kind of a bummer to read this thing of, Oh, this sounds amazing. I can never hear it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I love it. I think it's, um, I, whenever you told me about it, I was so excited because oh, like you. I said, for, did, Oh, I was going to, have you, did you read Jeff's woolly bugger zine? Right. I didn't, uh, at the time I've, I mean, I was aware of it. Uh, I, uh-huh. again, I didn't know it was him. Um, but, but I, you know, because the name stands out, it's a great, and it's a great title. Yeah, right. Um, Jeff did say he might have digitized copies that he'd share at some point, but, um, oh, that would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going into that yet. I hope, I hope that happened. I don't have, I, I had them back in the day, but I don't have mm-hmm. them now. And that was, and that was another part, like a part of my experience was getting those. And there was other zines like Yakuza was another big one mm-hmm. that I read and just the ads in there. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. And like, okay, I'm going to send three bucks to somebody mm-hmm. and get this. Weird, and again, there are people. There are people who are still around. Like there, I don't know if you had much experience with the ketchup plate label. Which again, I mean, ketchup plate went on to be kind of this huge thing that discovered Animal Collective. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but it started out as a tape label, just like yeah. Union Pole. Yeah, I and, definitely know the name. I, I never, I never picked up any of their stuff. I don't think. Um. But, they did a noggin tape, just connection uh-huh. there. Uh, but one of the one of the people on the label was uh, the project was called Mean Spirited Robots, and the guy who was behind it, I get, I literally got a message from him last week that he was like, mm-hmm. "Hey Brad, I'm listening to your podcast. I hope you're doing well." It's like, oh my god, like <laughs> it's and you know, it's a small world. But, mm-hmm. It is. Um, any plans for other labels after the Union Pole run is done? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, no, not, not at the minute. It's uh, 
I mean, I'm really enjoying this, and I'm, I, I, I think we might have said this in like emails going backwards and forwards. Um, the writing part, I love. You know, I, I love, I love that idea of the blank page. You know, and you you crank the, the tape on, and you just sit there and you just type in a bit of a yeah. trance. And at the end of forty minutes, it's like there it is. I've I've I've, yes. I've made something from nothing. You know, and I like the idea of trying to describe the indescribable. You know, that that Absolutely. when you. You're talking about something like that happened with Corey, or you know, um, some of the noggin stuff. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know musical theory, so I can't des- describe it that way. Sure. So, so if I talk about, you know, a whirlwind or a tornado or you know, kind of mm-hmm. dust devils and stuff like that, that's kind of, kind of closer to to how I want to kind of talk about this music, and hopefully people enjoy that as well, and then listen to the tape. I guess that's the main well, thing. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, you're preaching to the choir because I. <laughs> Uh, that that that's tends to be how I write about music and mm-hmm. think you know I it it all has its place but the stuff that I like when I read something that is using that kind of language or even talking about sort of maybe like visceral or emotional responses to mm-hmm. it and how it makes you it's like oh my god I heard this and I felt like I was yeah you know swimming through darkness I don't know but that to me like I, that's something I always feel like I can grab onto and I love. I really like it. So is that kind of your approach is you put it on and you just write kind of what comes out as you're listening to it in that moment? Absolutely. Uh, and then I think, you know, I will go back to it. It's that it's sure. not like everything's perfect. You know, there's, there's right. things that need to change. And then, you know, then, the, you know, the, the kind of like, so, so what was happening that day and what led me to do that? And I, mm. I was, I did some, I did some writing on the train the other day. I was traveling um, down to Birmingham. And uh, so from Newcastle to Birmingham, in for folk that don't know, the British uh, rail network <laughs> takes about three hours, I think, three and a half hours. So it's this uninterrupt, un- uninterrupted time to, to, to write. And as I was going down there, I was thinking about, I'm going to Birmingham, which is, you know, that's like the birthplace of, of Black Sabbath. You know, it's the, the birthplace of heavy metal, you know. And the writing <laughs> got more metallic as I was writing and I was kind of streaming these kind of this stream of consciousness heavy metal kind of as i'm thinking about other things happening on union pole and so so hopefully it's a bit of a you know it's a bit entertaining as well a bit of a trip uh you know as well as that as well as kind of again encouraging people to listen to the stuff yeah well i think it's i've i've really enjoyed the first two posts and um, thank you thank you are you are you publishing on like a specific day each week is or is it um so at the minute it's mondays uh okay. just just because mondays are quite boring so i give people something to, <laughs> yeah. to 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 read on a monday and it means i can do the prep on a sunday as well i can just kind of sure proof proofread it and stuff like that and then press send on a monday okay so mondays and it's all my ideas are stolen.wordpress.com right that's right yeah so that, okay. i pinched that from a that's an Irvin claw trio yes. song title um, <laughs> so i stole it again yeah and well yeah. that's the, you know sometimes that's what you gotta do hey it's the fl- best form of flattery right or whatever yeah, so, totally um, <clears throat> well that's awesome i'm i hope people check it out i hope i i hope people just i hope you get like tons of responses because then i don't know i just think it's inter- i think it's such an interesting time mm-hmm. when all this was happening and it was it feels so different it feels like another world yeah, I mean, it was another world, but you know, it just there's something about it that I I know you you like you talk about this on you said this on the front page of the blog like this it's not nostalgia it's something but yeah yeah it just it's I don't know 
it's I, I, I mean i was really keen that it wasn't nostalgia and when i wrote to a lot of the artists i've said you know this is not a nostalgia project because i can yeah. imagine some people going look i just don't want to go there you know that what's done is Absolutely. done yeah. um it, it's about making connections to now and what's happening yes. now but but to do that it's fun to go back and just have a quick look and a quick reminder of how you know the how awesome you know some of these artists are yeah and and, and what they're doing now so i, I, I generally tend to link to what what people are doing now as well at some oh, that's point. great yeah yeah all right well any any closing thoughts before we get out of here uh no i just thanks thanks for suggesting this brad it's been lovely to talk to you after all of these years we've been kind of I corresponding know. and stuff so yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah. great to talk and I, I just i really appreciate your interest and i just hope you know anyone listening to this check out the blog uh, not for me. It's for the it's for the it's for the music that's there because it's 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 remarkable stuff and it's it's well worth five dollars to download the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. And and hey, and if you even if you don't want to spend five dollars, you can stream every single one of them on Bandcamp. That's but right. Yeah. Spend spend the five bucks. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and it hopefully you know it goes back into the label and Jeff's putting out really cool stuff again. So. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Well, thanks, Joe. My pleasure. You take care. You too. I once again want to thank Joe Possett for coming on, taking a chance, being a trooper, being the first guest. I I appreciate it so much. That little clip there, real quick, that was from the blowhole tape that we talked so much about. Awesome tape. Go check out Joe's blog. Read it. Follow it every week. It's so good. It's so necessary. All my ideas are stolen.wordpress.com. And, of course, go to unionpoll.com and check out Jeff. You know, Get the $5 discography. Check out what he's up to because the label continues to absolutely freaking kill it today. And there's just so much good stuff there to dig into. So, Last time, all my ideas are stolen.wordpress.com, unionpoll.com. And, of course, you can holler at me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know where to find me. And foxydigitalis.zone. Get on over there. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash foxydigitalis. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.